Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. I'm so excited to be able to bring this special word that God has put in my mouth for the body of Christ. I don't know of another time like this time that we're in that really has really cultivated where the church is right now. There's so many events right now that unfortunately has defined the church. Most of it not good. And so the question is, where does the church stand? Who is the church and what's going on around us? And then the question is, is the church relevant or is the church passé? In the world, we have the Democratic Party, we have the Republican Party, and we have the Independent Party, and we're seeing opposite views, some to the extreme. In the church world right now, I learned the truth many years ago, all truth is parallel. And what we see in the world is now what we're seeing in the church. So is the church now just the traditional meeting place? Or is it that light that is on the hill that everybody can see? We're going to go into some powerful truth today. And, I'm, and this is going to be the first part of this prophetic revelation I'm giving you called the revolution of faith. I want you to open your Bibles with me, please, to 1 Timothy chapter 1, chapter 4, and we're going to read from verse 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. I want you to circle that in your mind. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sphered with a hot iron. I want you to listen to this very closely. I want to read it to you again. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sphered with a hot iron. Now, throughout different ages of time. We have seen that there's been a departure from the church, whether it be through persecution, whether it be just to become modern or to be accepted. But we're in a time right now 
where this departure is highlighted by specifics. There's a departure. Now, this is what's very, very interesting. When a departure takes place, when the people started, that, you know, that happens all the time. If you're a pastor, you would have gone through this. People come to your church, people leave your church. That is part of church life. But when you see a departure from faith being taught by the lips of the preachers, you really know we're in a trouble. You really know something is wrong. When the priests can no longer tell the truth, and when the truth is being redefined by the priest just to be accepted, you know that this is serious. Nothing is more dangerous than when a man of God stands up and says to you, what I used to believe about the word of God, what I used to teach about it right now, I no longer believe it. That's the most dangerous thing in the world because it means you've done nothing more than deceive the people. You have become the voice of Satan in the house of God. The people can't change it, but the priests can. And so we're living in a time right now where the priests are going back on the word just to accommodate the modern view. Let me say this to you. God is truth. Hear it again. God is truth. He's not a truth. He is the truth. And truth is an absolute. And with an absolute, you can't change it. Now, telling the truth, telling the truth and saying how you feel are two different things. In other words, being truthful Versus telling the truth are two different things. Let me tell you what the truth is. I am called to preach healing whether or not I feel it or not. You say why? Because God being God is not predicated on what I feel about him. He is God. And the truth is an absolute. Truth is ancient. It's older than me and you. Truth is older than time. So truth is isn't going anywhere. So when the Bible says there's going to be a departure from the faith, now hear me clear now, there is no departure from the faith without there being a departure from the word. So we're going to look at what this means, and I mean, I'm going to develop this thought to you. Listen to this right now, and I want you to write this down. There cannot be a departure from faith unless there's a denying of faith. Ultimately, the goal is for you to end up denying God. Listen to this. Because this is going to speak a lot to you. I, 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 this is going to become, this is going to really hit your spirit so strong. I don't know what you're going to do when we go into this. It's going to really make you think. This is what apostasy is. Apostasy, another word for apostasy, is a defection. Now, in government, that's a word that is used for somebody who was in government or somebody that was, say, um, a special agent, 
and we say they defected. And let me tell you what the word defect means. It, it's very strong. It means a desertion of country or kingdom in favor of an opposite view or an opposite one. And it also means the now this is what's scary right now. It's the renouncing and disassociation from truth and forsaking it. Now, you can't do that without realizing that if you are against truth, you are in rebellion to God. Listen to this now. Because I believe God's really going to bring the church to a place where we're having a problem right now. It's going to make you really think. Go back to what I said to you originally now. It says, speak now, now the Spirit speaketh expressively, now but in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Depart from the faith. Meaning to say you're departing from the truth. By giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And speaking lies in hypocrisy. And it says, having their conscience sphered with a hot iron. Let's look at something. What is your conscience? What is your conscience? It's an eternal awareness of moral standards in the mind concerning their own motives and actions. In other words, it's your moral compass. I'm going to say it to you again. Your conscience. It's an eternal, it's an, it's, it's an internal awareness. Now, this is something that I have found. And this is, people, this is something people don't understand. Your conscience can be educated. There is nobody right now who, no matter what age you are at, there's nobody right now that's what they were 20 years ago. You say, why? The difference between what you were 20 years ago and now is that you are more informed. You are more educated. That means even your conscience can be educated. We progress some things we instinctively know and we understand intuitively that's wrong. And there's some things in innocence we don't know is wrong. So from that perspective, your conscience can be educated. Now listen to it again. I want you to hear it again. It's an internal awareness of moral standards in the mind concerning their own motives and actions. In other words, it's your moral compass. This is so powerful. So that's what it is now. So when it says now, having your conscience, now here's now, having your conscience smeared with a hot iron, guess what now? It means you have no values left. It means you wouldn't know the truth even if you heard it. You say, why? Because now your life is no longer dependent on the truth. You say, why? Because now anything can go. The walls of your mind are broken down. And the Bible tells us when the walls of your mind are broken down, you're a ruined city. Anything can come into it. That would explain how the doctrines of devils come into your life. You say, why? Because, number one, you believe anything. You believe everything. A mature person doesn't believe everything. A mature person tries everything. 
One of the characteristics of the end times is the Bible says that there are many false spirits that have gone out in the world, and the Bible says you're to test them. You are to try them. And if what they're saying is not the word, or it's twisted, there's something in you, you might not understand it, but there's something in your spirit that can't connect to it. You say, why? That's your conscience speaking. That's God pricking your conscience. You know what the truth is. Having your conscience seared with a hot iron. The term sphered, it is used like what would be done years ago. You know when you go to a farm and the farmer is buying um, certain cattle and they would brand it? That's what it means to sphere. So now you're burnt. And another word for that means, it also means you're injured. You're injured. Your mind, your spirit is injured. So you know what that means now? Now you're injured. Now here it is now. Now your mind is injured. Guess what? You're not in mental health. Your spirit life has become contaminated. The walls of your mind are broken down. And you have nothing in you now to resist anything that is false. You say why? Because your conscience is gone. Now, that's why there's a certain time in your life where when your conscience is... Let me tell you this. I'm, I'm going to surprise you something. There's a certain time in your life where when you're dealing with people, particularly if you are a minister, where... I, I better be careful how I say this. In fact, you know something? Let me read this. Let me read it to you. I want you to go with me quickly to 1 Timothy 1, 19. 1 Timothy 1... 19 and 20. Listen to this now. It says, keep in your faith. Lean in, and this is from the Amplified Bible. Sorry. Keep in your faith. Lean in completely on God with absolute trust and confidence in his guidance. And hear this now. And having a good conscience. Now, people pause right here. This is profound. I want you to notice how having faith and living in faith is related to a good conscience. You can't separate your faith from your conscience. You say, why? Because part of your faith is your conscience. Let me give you an example. If you, are, if you have a relationship with somebody, and that relationship, for whatever the reason, is broken. And things are not, notice the terminology, are not what they were. Then let me tell you something. If you have a conscience, there's certain things you know you should no longer ask that person for. When you're not in right relations with a person who you used to be in relationship with, you cannot ask them for favors. You say, why? Because your conscience pricks you to know, I shouldn't really ask him. I shouldn't really ask her. You're guided by what? Your conscience. And when people are bobo shy, and when people are not guided by their conscience, they're driven by their desire and their ambition. And there's a part of ambition where you are cold and calculated and you don't care 
for the fallout. The fallout doesn't bother you because you're on a mission to get what you want. See, that's the power of conscience. Conscience is what will make... Conscience, it, conscience is a very powerful thing. So here now, what happens now? Watch what I'm telling you right now. So Now, when a person's conscience is gone, listen to this. When a person's conscience is gone, guess what? You can't tell them they're wrong. You can't tell them. You say, why? Because first of all, they don't believe it. Hear me. They have no ability to believe it, that they're wrong. And the reason why they have no ability to believe it is because part of your faith is your conscience. And when that's gone, you don't know. So that's why people, oh my God, this is so powerful. So that's why some people who you know can come up to you and talk to you as if they've done nothing and nothing is wrong. You say why? They have no conscience. And it should tell you that their conscience is sphered. It's burnt. And no matter what you tell them, they are not going to hear. This is, this is faith right now. Faith and a good conscience. Now, listen to this now. Paul had this situation that he had to deal with. And I want you to hear now what Paul says again. Listen to it good now. This is from the Amplified Bible. 1 Timothy 19.20. I, I want to read the whole thing to you. Listen to what it says now. Keep in your faith, leaning completely on God, with absolute trust and confidence in his guidance. guidance. And here it is now. And having a good conscience. For some people have rejected their moral compass. And have made a shipwreck of their faith. Among them Humaeus and Alexandra. Here this now. Whom I handed over to Satan... So that they will be disciplined and not taught to blaspheme. Now, there's some people, and I've, I've done this before in my life. There's some people that are so deceived that no matter what you tell them, they don't hear. And if you have authority in that person's life, in any shape or form, when they no longer hear you, you have to cut them loose. Cut them loose. Now, hear me now. Cut them loose. And at that point, Satan realizes he now has total access to them for whatever he wants to do. That's why some people... Don't repent till they're on their deathbed. Some people don't repent till they lose it all. Hear it again. Faith and a good conscience. What is missing today in church and in the leadership of the church world is the conscience. My goodness. Wow. Listen to this again now. First Timothy. First Timothy. One. 
5. This one is from the King James Version of the Bible. It says, now the end of the commandment is clarity. Sorry, charity. Out of a pure, now listen to this people. Out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unframed. People, look at this right now. You know why I want you to hear this right now? Because there's a lot of us right now in the church world right now. Our faith isn't working as it ought. I don't know anybody that's mastered this faith. I don't know anybody that is totally liquid in faith. I want you to look at this and learn. We see that faith is related to conscience. Now in the fifth verse of Timothy, of 1 Timothy 1.5, I want you to notice a pure heart, a pure heart is connected to a good conscience. Lord of mercy. Mm. And of un and of faith unframed. You know what unframed means? Unframed means it's tested, it's proven. Hear me. It's the real thing. When you've got a pure heart and you've got a sound conscience, you have real faith. I'm going to say it to you again. A pure heart and a good conscience produces real faith. I'm going to say it to you again. A pure heart and a good conscience produces real livable faith. Mm. Let's just show this to you again. Let's just give you another scripture. First Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9. Hear what it says. It says, holding the mystery of faith. Now, people don't understand this. There are mysteries relating to faith. And a mystery, the definition of a mystery is it is something that is hard to figure out or understand. God is the author of mysteries. You say, why? Because he's the only one that can explain them. The problem, the mystery of man. How we are, how we are made, how we function. Do you know, a doctor can learn the body, but hear me, but if the doctor, did you ever say this to yourself? As much as the doctor has learned the body and studied the body, but he's not mastered it. You say, how do you know the doctor's not mastered the body? Because if the doctor's mastered the body, nobody would be dying. God, who is the author of all, he is the author of all mysteries. And I want you to notice, he says, holding the mystery of faith. There's a, there, there are mysteries related to faith. But outside of faith, you have no ability to understand. So here, know what he says now. Holding the mystery of the faith, here we start, with a what? Pure conscience. Now, then he goes on to tell us now in Titus, Titus 1, 15 and 16. I want you to listen to this because it's profound. 
It says, unto the pure. All things are pure. You see, unto the pure, all things are pure. Because unto the pure, the pure is in innocence. Innocence is one of the major ingredients to what we call childlike faith. Oh, you didn't hear it again. I'm going to have to say it to you again. Innocence is the key to childlike faith because a child is innocent. A child is born innocent. A child is born pure. When you're born, when you were born again, you are born again in innocence and you were born pure. Can you understand why a child can get, isn't it funny? A child can get things to happen where an adult can't. You say why? Because a child is pure and their conscience is pure. And when your conscience is pure, when your conscience is pure, listen to this, you are absent of doubt because you don't know why a thing can't be. That's why if you notice, faith is first called a child. If you have childlike faith, meaning to say pure and innocent, both of them spring from conscience. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But listen to this now. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. And hear this now. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Now, I want you to listen to this. Let's go deep in your spirit. It is impossible. Hear the words I'm saying. It is impossible for somebody to know the word. You got to hear what I'm saying now. It's impossible for somebody to know the word and not believe it. You say, why? Because knowing the word produces faith. You can't have place over what you don't know. You only have faith in what you know. And faith is a person. It's not a thing. Hear it again. They profess they know God, but in works they deny Him. Remember what it says in James, in James 1? Faith without works is what? Dead. Because you can't say you know and not have faith. And you know why? Because, this is too good. <laughs> you know why? Because 
faith cannot deny the word. Now, pause, stop, think about that. Faith cannot deny the word. You say, why? Because faith came out of the word. Let me finish this verse. But their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being an abomination and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. You are no longer in your right state of mind. Hear me. There's a revolution taking place. And you are going to get back your faith. What is missing right now in the church? What is missing right now in the church? This is to be good right now. What is missing right now is one thing. Conscience. Conscience. And when a person has no conscience... They say anything and they do anything because, hear me, also, at that point, they're gone. And when preachers are at that place, they start to decline in the word. And when you start to decline, into, when you start to decline in the word, you know what starts to happen? Satan begins to take back territory in your life. This is the first part right now. That's why for some people right now, they say, oh, my faith doesn't work. No, it's not, it's not working. It's because, number one, you're not obeying the word of God. And when you're not obeying the word of God, you are in rebellion too. The word of God. This is the first phase of what we're doing right now. And, and in fact, I'm going to close with this as a cliffhanger. When a person starts to rebel, when a person becomes an apostate believer, when you defect, here is now, when you defect to the other side, it's like me saying I used to preach tithing, I used to preach giving, now I stop preaching it. It's like me saying I believe in miracles, now I stop preaching it. Hear me. Watch this now. You've gone back to darkness. Your, your mind is starting to darken. And we know what happens. When your mind starts to darken, you no longer see. I want you to lift your hands up right now and I want to speak this word over you. This is the first part in a three to four part series as long as the Lord leads me on this. We're going to get into this revolution of faith. Because right now in the body of Christ, faith as we know it is tainted. And God is going to bring us back to unframed faith. Father, right now, 
every person under the sound of my voice, I challenge in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, right now to do divine surgery on them. Surgery that only you. Lord, only you can repair conscience. Only you can make the heart pure where we can recover child-like faith. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice today. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.